This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Eccles. The Illinois State Board of Elections on Tuesday voted to keep Donald Trump on the state's primary ballot in a case officials say is highly unusual. Mawa Iqbal has more. A group of Illinois voters challenged Trump's candidacy on the grounds that he violated the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. Board of Elections spokesperson Matt Dietrich says he's not aware of any past challenges based on that objection. We normally do hear things like candidates don't have a sufficient number of nominating signatures. That is more typical of the kinds of objections we get. Technical uh, aspects of filing candidacies, filing paperwork with us. Some voters launched challenges against President Biden as well. The board overruled those objections, and Biden's name will also stay on the ballot. I'm Mawa Iqbal. Federal prosecutors are asking former Illinois House Chief of Staff Tim Mapes be sentenced to five years in prison. Mapes was found guilty last year of perjury and attempted obstruction of justice. The former top deputy to Michael Madigan, Mapes was given immunity to testify before grand jury investigation, the former speaker. But prosecutors say Mapes lied under oath several times. His attorney has requested a sentence of time already served and supervised release. Mapes is scheduled to be sentenced on February 12th. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson is once again pushing back the deadline for migrants to leave city shelters. Nearly 2,000 migrants were expected to have to leave the shelters this week. Johnson announced that migrants will have until mid-March to leave under the new extension. Carlos Ortega starts as the new executive director of Downtown Springfield, Inc. on February 1st. Ortega, who was born and raised in Springfield, is happy to be returning to the community. Most recently, Ortega has been the executive director of CCIC, Inc., a nonprofit in Mattoon. He says he's proud of the work he did with that organization, reestablishing partnerships with the Small Business Development Center to help launch businesses. But the business development services and support systems that I established, I think, are going to be very prevalent uh, within the ecosystem in which I'm trying to build in the downtown location. Ortega says he looks forward to working with DSI's already strong partners and developing new partnerships to positively impact downtown. It is 634. You are listening to NPR Illinois. It is 645. You're listening to NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Eccles. Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin joins us this morning to talk about the city budget. It's been several weeks now. They've been hearing from different departments and overall the just overall city budget. And Alderman Donlin, what does it look like as far as where we're at in that process? We're now to the this is the budget we're going to approve part of it. Uh, happy happy Wednesday, everyone. It's uh yeah we've uh, one of the things that uh, have, has, has been done differently this year is Mayor Busher uh, called each of the council members in prior to the budget being released and kind of gave us a mini overview and gave us each an opportunity to ask questions and provide some input. And then the budget document, the draft document, was presented to council. In early February, earlier in February, or excuse me, January, and then we were given a couple of weeks to review the document, which is pretty pretty darn thick. It's a 600 plus million dollar budget, and uh, then the hearing started, and that's when we uh, started hearing from each of the individual departments, and we're able to ask questions and kind of get the nitty gritty details of the you know the vision of each director. And then now we're entering what I call the formal phase of the process, where 
the budget will be formally, a budget and appropriation ordinance will be formally introduced next Tuesday at our council meeting. And then there'll be a committee meeting, a, a public hearing, public meeting, and then ultimately uh, we will, uh, the plan is to vote on it at our second council meeting, which is the third Tuesday of the month of February. So, so with, a, with the process the way it's been done this year, have you found yourself able to digest a little bit more? Do you think that you've had more time to maybe talk with your constituents about things or have any major changes be made from what was proposed by departments? Yeah, I think there's been more of an opportunity for us all to. And we ha remember, we have uh, veteran, both veterans and new, newly elected officials uh, on the council this budget cycle. So it's it's been a good process and an opportunity for us all to sit, not only sit down with the mayor and the department heads, but each other. You know, only a few of us at a time can can talk, but you know, to talk about what, what others think and what their you know what their constituents are saying, and not all, not only what their constituents are saying, but share what your constituents are saying. I think that's been a good part of the process. Um, all the hearings have been uh, tele televised and put on YouTube and the city's webpage. And so the public's had an opportunity, is, is having, as we speak, an opportunity to kind of see where we're headed. Uh, needless to say, there's some major changes on the public safety side as well as the uh, city water, light, and power side that uh, some decisions are going to have to be made on here shortly. And one of those is a proposed water rate increase. What kind of increase are we looking at? And, you know, what is the appetite for an increase? Yeah, I really can't speak to what the appetite is yet, but there's been a proposed, I believe it's a 31% increase, which is uh, according to an average user of four units, about $4 more a month uh, this coming year and then next year, and then uh, indexing the rates to the uh, to the CPI that's related to utilities, not the standard CPI. But what we have had happened is the water fund has been in recent years, you, you know, borrowing money from the electric fund. Um, you know, kind of a shell game, uh, not not making major revenue changes, and we have some major forthcoming. Uh, mandates such as lead line replacements that need to be made throughout the city that are going to cost significantly. And, uh, you know, not, not only that, but we have just regular distribution uh, demands. You know, some of our system, water system's pretty old. And and uh, so this will benefit, the, uh, in particular, the older parts of the city that are having issues, uh, have more lead-lined uh, water mains, and uh, you know, and 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 allow the city to uh, uh, adhere to the federal decrees that have come down and, and these major costs, and let alone make the water fund solvent. It is just is not that way right now. The electric fund is in pretty good shape, but the water fund is not. What other kinds of things are we looking at as far as maybe some big um, big cost expenditures or any kind of rate increases along the lines for anybody in the city? Well, the, the the water and sewer, which those are related, are the ones that people have been talking about, the ones that are most impactful. There really aren't any other major uh, increases in the budget. However, one of the expenditures that is going to go up that I, that I like to see is, you know, I, I ran uh, the first time and, and subsequently on, on uh, strong public safety, and we're going to increase the number of uh, sworn police officers on the streets, as well as uh, increase the number of firefighters we have. We're we are uh, in the process of constructing three new fire firehouses. One is a completely new house on the southwest side that's much needed. And uh, we're going to move one of the firehouses from uh, the uh, Monroe uh, 
uh, Chatham Road area over by the old Starbucks. That's a that's a traffic issue, and this old house over uh, for a little further west, over by the Fit Club, and that'll allow some more uh, better response times and on the northwest side, and uh, that's a good thing. And and uh, then of course uh, had to relocate station number six, which is uh, due to some railroad relocation issues near Isles Park. And uh, that'd be a good thing as far as response time. So, but it's, uh, you know, increasing public works uh, responses, that's important. And that, it's something we hear from our constituents about. Uh, in particular, uh, you know, nobody likes crime. We like a safe city, but you know, we also have traffic issues, speed, speeders. Uh, people complain a lot about that. So we don't have a traffic division now that's uh, significant uh, as far as o- number of officers. I'm going to increase that. Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin, thanks for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. And, uh, uh, if anybody's interested in what's going on downtown, it's Tuesday nights, 530, um, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to say hello this morning. It is 651.